0: What do you have going on today? Oh. I never wanted want to be anything but. You know, this is, the thing. The okay, is gonna... a, is a, a thing. Because right. it was just amazing. Brutal. But he was right. What gets you up in the morning?
1: The idea is that you're not lying
0: to deceive anyone, you're lying to entertain them, which we feel pairs perfectly with beer. We found the name Liar's Bench reading about the Appalachian Trail. There's a famed one in Katahdin uh, right at the end. It's two stumps, two planks of wood nailed to the stump. Uh, we were immediately drawn to the aesthetic quality of the name Liar's Bench. We just thought it flowed really nicely. But as we started to do more research on the name, uh, it became apparent that it was a perfect fit for what we were trying to to start. A Liar's Bench is a, it's an Americana term. It's not something we came up with. It has roots in our country, it even extends back into uh, Great Britain. And the idea is that town meeting place, one common outside of a fishing pier, a general store, a coffee shop, it's that place where people congregate with one another, tell stories, perhaps in the act of storytelling, take some liberties with the truth, turn the volume up here, augment a few things there. But the idea is that you're not lying to deceive anyone, you're lying to entertain them, which we feel pairs perfectly with with beer. When we first started, it was just myself and my partner, Dane Nielsen. Uh, Dane and I were randomly roomed together as freshmen at UNH, immediately friends in college, part out of necessity, we were jammed into a tiny little dorm room together, but also we just formed a bond, we had a connection. Um, He and I did some traveling around Europe together, and, and I think at a, young age prior to being legally allowed to drink in the states we were exposed to european drinking culture and and what comes along with that built around common experiences and not throwing a tiny little ball into a red solo cup Uh, which is not to say that those experiences didn't exist in the states i just think when you're young and you get exposed to something where an entire family is sitting around and co-mingling with you know the group of tourists and there's no tension between you it's just trying to engage with one another even if you don't speak a common language uh, those are invigorating experiences even though you're kind of sitting there motionless besides the arm moving up and down and that's something we try to adopt at our place Uh, we really take that communal element seriously, uh, not just in terms of people sitting across from one another, but also how do we become a cultural center for the town we live in? I want to write like them, but there's people who do things where it's like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My passion, when I have time for it, which is time is an ever diminishing thing when you're a business owner, uh, I'm, I'm passionate about writing short fiction and oral storytelling. There's a nice little oral storytelling community here in Portsmouth. Beth Hall of Montagne, who does Long Story Short at 3S. Uh, there's the Word Barn in Exeter that hosts events like that. And then even next door in this building, there is uh, New Hampshire Public Radio, which does uh, oral storytelling workshops and then even features an hour where they have people come on. I think it's on a weekly or monthly basis. Predominantly, I write short fiction. And... There's a few things that draw me to that medium. One of which is I don't I don't have the discipline to write a full novel. But what I love about short fiction is, whereas when you think about a novel, it's it's very plot driven. It's uh, conflict, tension, resolution. But in short fiction, you are not bound by that. You know, you're existing in only so many words and only so many pages, and. The people who I've always loved to read and what I try to do when when I am writing is to capture these moments where something changed for someone. Maybe they didn't notice it at the the time that it was happening, but these pivotal inflection points in people's lives that it's only with a little bit of hindsight that they look back and they say, that was a big deal. Um, I think you get to get deeper into character when you're writing a short story because that's really the only thing that you can center it around. But yeah, there's these lose yourself moments where things just start flowing and the muse hits and it, you leave that almost feeling like you've exercised, like there's a rush of endorphins, there's this release that you've had and it, it helps you go back to it, it helps you work through some, some personal things and some mental things. So that's really been not only something that I've, I've gravitated towards because I find it fun, but I've gravitated towards it because I find it to be this really It's a release for me.